for his political instincts and his lawsuits filed on behalf of the state defending the Affordable Care Act. Who is willing to say, you know, we should enforce things like mask mandates and make sure that we end this pandemic in 2021. Sarah's replacement as state attorney general will need to be filled by Governor Gavin Newsom, who still needs to select someone to take Kamala Harris's place in the Senate now that she'll be the next vice president. Jessica Levinson teaches election law at Loyola Law School. I do think that Governor Newsom will pick uh, people of color for those two very important positions. And I think he really cares deeply about diversity. The leading candidate for Harris's position is Secretary of State Alex Padilla, a longtime Newsom ally, which means Newsom would also need to appoint someone to take his position. Governor Newsom is probably extremely excited and extremely unexcited to have this power. And I can imagine that this is the moment when he wants to change his phone number. So Javier Becerra, if he were to be confirmed by the U.S. Senate, would be the first Latino ever to serve as the Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services. We understand that the Biden camp now says that they will release the names of the next two big cabinet positions, that of Attorney General and Secretary of Defense, later this week. I'm Conan Miller, NBC4 News. Thank you, Conan. Well, there's going to be a lot to talk about right now. And joining us alive is our political contributor, Dr. Ashbury Hancock Alfaro. Well, why don't we just begin with the uh, Biden selection of Javier Becerra to lead health and human services. Now, I'm sure this had to be just a bit of a surprise to some others who were expecting a call from the Vice President, uh, President-elect, I should say. I think one of the things that we're surprised by is that he's not a sitting governor and that he doesn't directly have, you know, healthcare experience. Um, certainly when President Obama appointed people, uh, he appointed Governor Kathleen Sebelius, for example, just by contrast, who had, you know, had some uh, direct uh, kind of control over healthcare in her state. Um, so this is a departure, um, but it was, you know, kind of known that uh, Attorney General Becerra was looking to return to Washington, and this is really the perfect opportunity for that. Doctor, what about Mayor Garcetti? Is he still in the running for a cabinet post here? Or will the homeless crisis in L.A. and COVID really overshadow some of that? I think there are a number of challenges, even as big as Los Angeles is. I think it's very difficult to appoint a mayor um, to a cabinet position um, in this particular context. Um, so I'm certain that he's still under consideration because he has been so close to President-elect Biden and was an early supporter. Um, but it's going to be very difficult to look some other things um, in order to give him that appointment. What do you think Governor Newsom is actually looking for in a candidate, a replacement for Kamala Harris in that Senate seat? You know, I think a couple of things. And certainly Governor Newsom has his own eye on the presidency and making sure that he safely set himself up one day to run for president. And so the question becomes, does he appoint someone to the Senate um, who is going to be content to stay in the Senate, like a Senator Dianne Feinstein, for example, or even Senator Barbara Boxer before? Um, so he's probably looking for someone who will not be political competition going forward. Um, and of course, that's the backstory political calculus. Who was thinking he would say he does believe and care about diversity and wanting to make sure he appoints the best qualified person. There's been a lot of talk about uh, Mayor Pete, Pete Buttigieg, and a place that he might have in this administration. Can you speak to that at all? Sure. I think one of the things that, of course, happens when political candidates um, make endorsements, and they make endorsements that particularly 
down the line. So it would be perfectly common for Mayor Buttigieg to be one of the folks uh, who might be in line for a spot. Um, I don't think it will be one of the biggest spots, largely because there aren't enough of them left. Um, and again, because he's not an attorney, he wouldn't really be the right person for attorney general, which is one of the other strong spots that's still available. Maybe something like veterans affairs or something like that. That's, of course, given that, that's what he would do. All right. Dr. Ashbury, thanks again for joining us as always. More, more setbacks today for President Trump, who's trying to legally overturn the election results. Federal judges in Georgia and Michigan issued rulings against those attempts today, calling the allegations of voting fraud nothing but speculation. President Trump and his allies have filed 52 lawsuits across seven battleground states. So far, no court has found a single case to trial. As you all know, President Trump continues to talk about those election results. Even while presenting Olympic wrestling legend Dan Gable with the Presidential Medal of Freedom today, he had won gold in the 1972 Olympics and was later the head wrestling coach at the University of Iowa. Sport of wrestling being the first to win this award, it becomes a higher challenge to all that participate. By the way, wrestling isn't for everyone, but it should be. This was President Trump's second Medal of Freedom presentation in the past two weeks. Both went to sports figures. Just ahead as we continue breaking down the newest Olympic sport and when it's going to make its debut. And the newest fix, shopping alerts. The NBC4i team investigates some of the scams targeting you as the uh, pandemic prompts more and more online shopping and door step deliveries. All right.